I feel the need. The need for a podcast exploring the films and career of Tom Cruise. Welcome to Cruise Views. What is like the minimum length this can be? An hour? That feels Th- fair. Th- 30 minutes. No, no, we can't do 30 minutes. Back after a three-week hiatus. <laughs> 30 minutes on Jack Reacher 2. <laughs> the full 30 minutes on Jack Reacher 2. Um, <laughs> hello, welcome to Cruise Views, the podcast all about major, sorry, ex-major Tom Cruise. We're trying to find out how he became one of our last ever movie stars by reviewing all of his films in chronological order. And this week, we're in 2016. Only only six, seven years ago now, right? Because it's 2023. Yes. Is that right? Four? Five, yeah. Well, seven. I looked at the actual uh, release date and I'm like, well, six and a bit. Oh, oh is it? Okay, yeah, fine. Yeah. Six and a bit. Six, six, six and a little, little, little extra. Uh, but we're in 2016 for the thriller sequel, Jack Reacher. Never go back. Uh, I'm Adam Scott Glasspool, and I'm joined as always by our resident expert on military law, Tom Ashford. I know so much, so so much. Do you? Do you? Yep. That's good because I feel it's it's an integral thing you need to be able to follow half of this movie, maybe. Yeah, which is unfortunate because the vast majority of human beings don't have a really intense grasp or interest in military law. <laughs> It's weird to yeah, frame an entire film around that. that it's a that, slight yeah. barrier. But then also, I don't know, A Few Good Men is kind of mostly about military law and that, that works all right, doesn't it? That's because it's a good film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Look, uh, first things first, it's been a little while. When yeah. did we last record? Like nearly a month ago, right? Yeah, 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 because we've basically yeah. been away for three weeks and yeah. Well, I've not yeah. really been away, mate. You've been away. Oh, what I've have been you been away. doing? I went to Miami. Mm, like Will Smith did that yeah. time. Yeah. Does he still welcome you in? He, he's, it's weird. Now that he's not as a desirable uh, a film actor following of the course, slap. Of course, the slap heard around the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like that volcano that went off and like the sound wave went <laughs> around the world three times? Oh, de- definitely, definitely, yeah. absolutely, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's in Miami airport, just like welcoming everyone in. It's it's sad because he he does do the little dance and sings the song, and yeah. just like oh. Does anybody well. mention his wife, or do they not? Out of fear, <laughs> out of absolute abject terror. We don't need to talk no. about the slap heard around the world. Uh, how was how was your Christmas? Uh, it was good. I, 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 yeah, I said briefly went to Miami and then I went off to, to Texas to see the in-laws. Yeehaw. Mm. <laughs> um, did I you did get go any to Tom an... Cruise related gifts? No, but I did walk in on Christmas Rubbish. morning. I walked in on Christmas morning to discover, because, well, so I was staying at Jenny's mum's house, uh, who's divorced from Jenny's dad. And so we went to... That's good. Yeah, good, just good got context. some context there. Yep. So then we, we we turn up at Jenny's dad's house on Christmas morning, in case you think I'm walking out of the bedroom and I've somehow... He was never watching, he was never watching Top Gun Maverick, was oh, he? It, everyone in the entire family was watching <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. Of course. What perfect Christmas Day film it's this insane. year. And we turned every... up at 10 o'clock in the morning. It wasn't like we turned up at like midday or something. It's a great time. And they were two hours time. in. You want to you wake up immediately in the danger zone. That's what yeah. you need. 
And that I think there must have been so many households around the world that watched Top Gun Maverick like around Christmas. Yeah. Because I mean, I got it. I got it. I got given it as a gift on Blu-ray. <laughs> Perfect. Because uh, of course, because people are like, "What is Adam like?" Well, it's Radiohead and Tom Cruise at the moment. That's what we're doing. So I got yeah. uh, Top Gun Maverick. But it came out on streaming, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, with this huge uh, advertising campaign that was like the year's biggest movie available exclusively on Paramount Plus. How many free trials of <laughs> Paramount Plus must there have been enabled over over Christmas? Right. Yeah. Well, it's like the one thing that's on there that you you want to watch. What about Yellowstone, Tom? <sighs> I mean, I've heard good things, but also I don't care. Is 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 Jenny not into to Yellowstone? No. I want to get into Yellowstone. Uh, it's the I think it's the first instance we we we've talked a lot about like who are the film stars who've never done TV, um, and now we need to remove Harrison Ford from that list. Yep, because he he has that spin-off Yellowstone show called Nineteen Twenty Three or whatever it is. There's about five spin-offs to Yellowstone. Uh, he's a medium. I, I love betrayer. Western. He's betrayed his medium. He's betrayed his medium. Yes, exactly. Mm. He has. Unbelievable. Um, before we, like... Okay, hang on. What, what, what have you watched over Christmas, though? You must have got some... Did you watch Top Gun Maverick? Obviously, you watched the well, last I, 15 I watched minutes. the last... Yeah, yeah, I watched... Yeah. <laughs> I, I watched the part... I, I walked in, and literally, he was flying through the... He was doing the Death Star trench run. Oh, lovely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, lovely. And from that point on, I watched all of it intensely. Uh, yeah, was it good? Did you enjoy it? Of course I did. It was brilliant. It's a good movie, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Um, well, well, was any of that bolstered by uh, th- th- that it's that it's Mr. Mr. Cruz now, and you have watched nearly... Well, you've now seen every film he's ever been in. Yeah, which is a weird thing to know, <laughs> that I've seen everything he's ever done. Do your, did, did the people watching it with you know that? Or is that a source of great shame in your life? <laughs> uh, a couple of people, I think, did. It did emerge yeah. over the course of Christmas. <laughs> for some people, as a new thing. How so, embarrassing so, for you! How embarrassing <laughs> for you! <laughs> having to explain. <laughs> and they'd be like, are you really into Tom Cruise? No! No, not really. <laughs> no! <laughs> Oh, bless you. Tell you what, Are though, you not Adam, really into Tom Cruise? You must be somewhat into Tom Cruise I am Cruise somewhat into point. Tom Cruise at this yeah. point, yeah, sure. But like, not enough that I still wouldn't start a podcast about him. <laughs> yeah, and yet. Sure. <laughs> have you heard of a game called Blockbuster based off the TV, the TV, the film, you know, rental, video rental store? Uh, is, is it an actual... It's an actual game. It comes with cards and stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, I've played this. I've played this game. It's movie trivia, basically, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. We played that yeah. a lot. And I think that's partly how the Tom Cruise podcast came out. People were like, oh, Tom's getting a lot of the Tom Cruise yeah. ones, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's horrendous. That's so yeah. embarrassing. So um, like, bear, bearing in mind that Jenny has a brother who's, uh, who's only 10, right? Um, yeah. She's not 10. <laughs> she's 31 right but she has okay. a much younger 10 year old brother um so we asked him what film do you want to watch 
what Christmas movie do you want to watch? Thinking he'll go for a Home Alone or yeah, Eyes Wide Shut. Is that what? Eyes, you did? Yeah, and a, clo- <laughs> and a Clockwork Orange. He did the Kubrick yeah. collection. Um, no, he chose Harry Potter one, which then became Harry Potter sure. one to eight. Oh no! So you've watched all of the Harry Potter. I watched over all Christmas. eight Harry Potters, and then the first Fantastic Beast. And admittedly, I did go, Bennett. This isn't going to be a good film. And he watched it and he went, it wasn't very good. And we didn't watch the other oh, two. Oh, you're now like a guru. Yeah. So he's now going to come to you for movie recommendations. I, oh, well, if, I wouldn't if, put too if much he comes faith to you in and that. Says, if he comes to you and says, Tom, you were right about uh, the first Fantastic Beasts film. And I hear that you have a podcast about Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are the three Tom Cruise movies you would recommend to him? Um, well... <laughs> Magnolia. Uh yep. <laughs> to to rewatch Top Gun Maverick. Uh and then if we were doing it in order of the the films we've covered so far, I might go mm. something like um uh Colour of Money, but otherwise I'd say Mission Impossible Fallout. And then he'd be really confused. Oh, that's an eclectic I mean he's ten years old. Yeah, I know. So- There's not many Tom Cruise <laughs> movies that you can recommend a ten year old. He's not allowed to see the first Top Gun. What? I don't know why you've gone straight in with Magnolia. Well, it's just the top-rated ones. He's not going to listen to me anyway. He immediately went, oh, this has got Batman in it. Click Justice League. Almost chose the the R-rated one. We were like, pedal back, mate. PG-13. And I said, this isn't a good film. And And he watched it and he went, what are you on about, Tom? That was a great film. Right, okay, okay. So... I'm, yeah. not, I'm not interested in him anymore. We can move on. No. Justice League's a great film. I I I don't remember anything about uh, Justice League. What 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 else did what did you watch by choice over Christmas? You must have watched some some stuff. I'm going to frantically open my letterbox. I actually didn't until I got home. Uh, you oh did you see Glass Onion? Because yes, I texted you about yes. Glass Onion. So Very I saw excited. That, I saw that since I got back on New Year's Day. So did you spot I the have, Tom Cruise reference? What where he turns up as Tom Cruise from Magnolia? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> How quickly did you get it? Within a second. That wouldn't have happened a year ago, would it? No. <laughs> it's insane. Like anyone who's ever seen Magnolia would just be like, "Well, that's Tom Cruise from Magnolia." Like it's not yeah, subtle. Yeah. It's not like he's wearing yeah. the same jacket or something. He's. Did int- you point? Did you point it out to your wife when he came on screen? Yeah, and she immediately did went. She, ah. Did she roll? Did she roll her eyes and go, "For fuck's sake, he's talking about Tom Cruise again"? <laughs> no, because. This We've time, it was Christmas relevant. He was on screen. Okay, fine. Fine. What did fine. you watch over um, Christmas, Adam? I watched the X-Files movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had a little... I had a little, uh, little X-Files breakdown? session. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I had a breakdown. Do you know what? I didn't... I barely watched any fucking Christmas movies at all. I watched Elf on the 3rd of December, right? Right. Um, And I watched... Home Alone on the 21st, and I watched Muppet Christmas Carol on the 24th, and that's it. Wow. That's it. But in, in there is also The Tree of Life, um, The Phantom of the Open, which is not very good. No. Um, oh, and I finally saw The Batman. The Batman. It's, uh, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. That's, that's fine. It's certainly not as good as Jack Reacher. I was going to say, would it have been improved if the Zek was in it? <laughs> I think so. I think it would have done. You, you can't tell me that they're different performances. Colin Farrell's um, 
Penguin and Werner Herzog's Zek. You can't tell me that they're different. I will yeah. say, if, if the last little epilogue's part of uh, the Batman had, instead of Gotham being flooded for no apparent reason, if it had just mm. been that behind everything had been the Zek, it would have been a five-star that film at that incredible. point. That would have been incredible. Oh. Um, yeah, I didn't. I, I was absolutely devastated to find out that um, the, I thought the film had ended and there was about an hour left. Yeah. Like, he got the bad guy, and I was like, okay, we're wrapping up here. And then there was another hour. Anyway, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. That's fair. Most importantly, though, I've been working very hard uh, on um, the the Patreon for my other podcast, right? Yeah. We launched a Patreon. Are you going to plug it on this as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not why, not why I brought it up. I brought it up because on the first day of launching the Discord right? People were like, we need a Cruise Views channel. And then people are like, we need Ashford in the Discord. This has oh, not God. come from me. We've had fans clamouring for it. Well, well there's one, one message saying, will Ashford be here? And another <laughs> one saying, that would be cool. Uh, <laughs> what, wait, Ashford in, in the What Is Music one? Or... Yeah, do you want to join though? Sure. Why All not? Right, let, me get, let me get you an invite. Um, how do I do this? Uh, yep. Okay. Uh, whoops. All right. Check check the chat, and then there should be a link there. Oh yeah. Ah, oh, this is fascinating podcasting. Uh, and then I just need to. Have you accepted that? Oh, I forgot how far away your laptop is from yeah. where you record. What? I've joined Adam, but it says messages failed to load. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine, because I just need to edit that, and I need to assign you uh, a role. There you are. Uh, there you go. That should be fine now. Uh, cool. And you should say hello. Says hello, Tom Ashford here in the general chat. Do I have to do that now? Yeah, please. <laughs> I'm going to put, we're doing this live on air. <laughs> he looks so confused, listeners. He's I like, I can't access anything. What's going on? Why can't refresh it? Yeah. He's If hunched. I refresh it, I might leave this chat. <laughs> he's hunched over his laptop. Uh, oh, wait, I'm, I'm and he's here. right up. There you are. And he's, he's got his face all scrunched up. Oh, he's typing. Hello, Tom Ashford here. Lovely. Right. Now we, we can go. ignore it. Cool. Lovely stuff. Lovely, lovely stuff. Well, he went and did it, didn't he? He went back. They told him, they told him to never go back. Oh. Uh, and he did it, Tom. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about the fact that he went back? I feel like I'd rather chat about the Banshees of Inisherin. Oh, the Banshees of Inisherin is so good. Because I've what seen about it out- the fact that Jack Reacher went back. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <sighs> oh, fucking hell. I'm getting his badoop because of people in your 
bloody oh, no. Discord. Oh no, you've got oh. to turn off the notifications. Fuck you've my got to life. Turn off the notifications, mate. How do I do this? You've got to turn off the notifications. Uh, you go to your user settings in the bottom left corner. <laughs> oh dear. I'm just too fucking popular. Uh, user settings, right? Notifications. This has taken yeah. up more of the episode than I thought it would. And then disable all notification sounds is what I turn on. Oh, there we are. There we go. Yeah. That'll do it, won't it? Yeah. Oh, blissful silence. There you go. Yeah. There you oh, go. Lovely. Lovely. So Jack Reacher went back. Yeah. Is basically what I'm saying. And I thought it was him, Jack Reacher never look back. Did you? Yeah. How surprised were you when when the title dropped and it said "Never Go Back"? Was, you, was that oh, was that like a twist for you? It was a little twist. It was the best twist of the movie. Mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, never look back. I mean, that's. I don't know if that's more or less relevant as a title. Never go back sounds clumsy. Never look. What about back. don't look back in anger? Would have preferred it. Yeah, don't mind yeah. that. Why not? <laughs> We've already covered Rock, rock of Ages. I mean, why not just have a musical Jack Reacher? You know, you know, he wants to. Uh, he's he's going to do a musical with Christopher McQuarrie. You know, they're going to do a musical. What is it going to be though? I don't know. We're going to have to cut. It means like in the next few years on this podcast, however we decide to continue it, we will at the very least, you know, come back and do all the Tom Cruise movies, right? Yeah, of course. So. We're going to have to cover, like, two Mission Impossible movies, the movie where it goes to space, and the musical. That's going to be a, an incredible time to be a Tom Cruise podcaster. <sighs> Tell me about Jack Reacher Never Go Back, and then, then we'll discuss the film. Then we'll discuss sure. the film. <sighs> well, Adam... What? It had its it had its try premiere raise, in the US. To try and raise your energy a little bit, just oh. a touch... Just a touch. Okay. Right. So it had its USA premiere on the 16th of October 2016, which is why it's six yep. bit years ago. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. And Don't mind uh, it. it came out on the 20th of October in the UK. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Close. Close, isn't it? Yeah. Director Adam, our yep. favourite, <laughs> Edward Zwick. Yeah, Edward Zwick, who we've come across before, right? Yep, he did uh, Last Samurai. Okay, come on. Let's keep this energy up. Yep. Let's keep it right up. <laughs> Adam, do you want a Zwick cut of Never Go Back? Uh, no. I, did, did we, did we clamour for a Zwick cut of yeah, release uh, the Last Zwick Samurai? Cut. Yeah, the four-hour Zwick four cut. Hour, there's a four-hour one, yeah. Um, no. I th- you know, Jack Reacher, the first one, as we unanimously agreed, uh, best movie of all time. Uh, well, one of the best movies of all time. This one, one of the longest movies of all time. Yeah, ironic for uh, a film that's just under two hours. It simply would not end. This is actually shorter than uh, than than the first one. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I mean um, this this film. Whilst watching it, made me want to bump my Jack Reacher score up an extra half star to justify. Right. I was giving. I was going to say gave. this. Yes, I've I've seen your score. Yeah. Uh, on Letterboxd, 
And there's no way that you think this is only half a star worse yeah. than than the first Jack Reacher. But I've not to, you know, spoil anything for our, our listeners yeah. who are dying to find out whether uh-huh. I loved this film. Uh it's getting dropped down an extra half star from what's on Letterboxd currently. So at the time of but listening, you're, but you're be also accurate. raising you're also raising Jack Reacher at the same time. Is that right? Potentially, potentially. Yeah, if, it, lovely, if this drops stuff. down, you know. I mean, to be honest, you know, this makes this makes the first Jack Reacher look like a fucking masterpiece, doesn't yeah. it? Yes. Like, <laughs> like at least that's engaging. That film was engaging. Oh, right? it's so engaging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. so you just, engaging. This you just want the film to end from the beginning. Yeah, I, you know, there's a lot of problems with it. Uh, Edward Zwick is one of them. I would say. What What did he do between the Last Samurai and this? He did. Uh, he did oh, Blood God. Diamond. Yep, which is uh, a decent film. He, I haven't seen it. That's the Seth African Leo DiCaprio one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Defiance. I haven't seen with Daniel Craig. Uh, Love and Other Drugs. Which is Jack, Jack Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah, and Anne Hathaway, which I have seen. Uh, Porn Sacrifice, which I haven't seen, uh, and then Jack Reacher never go back. And then after this, he does Trial by Fire, which I've literally. This is the first time I've ever heard of it, Tom. Yeah, I, unless um, I mentioned it on the last Samurai episode, uh, and have forgotten about it since. I've got Laura Dern in it. We like Laura uh, Dern. Hmm. Yeah, I kind <laughs> of, I kind of expected him to have a longer <laughs> career. Well, a more prolific career. Why is that? I don't know. Just the man who did The Last Samurai, you kind of expect to have gone on to make well, he did, quite a bit more films. He did stuff before, before The Last Samurai. He did stuff like Glory and Legends of the Fall and mm. Courage Under Fire and The Siege. And they're quite all like prestige kind of things. Yeah. And then he does the last samurai, and then it all sort of just sort of tails off towards Jack Reacher never go back. Really, um, I don't know what the decision making process there was. Uh, this is one of the first films we've seen where I have noticed the credit a Tom Cruise production. Yeah, that's where my first note is. Yeah, uh, a Tom Cruise production, an Edward Zwick film. Yeah, yeah, it's like Tom Cruise. Jack Reacher, never go yeah. back. It's a lot of uh, just seemingly seemingly unconnected words flashing yeah. up on the screen. Um, uh, so you know, obviously, complete control. What the fuck was Christopher McQuarrie doing? Uh, twenty sixteen. What was he? Must have been prepping Fallout, right? Surely, yeah, yeah. I guess because. Uh, yeah, because they, why... they must have filmed it in like 2017 or something. So yeah, 2016, end of 2016. No, you know what he's doing? They're working on the Mummy, aren't oh, they? No, I forgot about the Mummy. Oh, they're working no. on the Mummy. So Christopher McQuarrie, did he write some of the Mummy? Uh, I believe that he did. Um, yeah, but because he's not even, you know, he wrote and directed the first Jack Reacher, uh, and obviously I like it more than you do, or whatever, whatever. But it's more um, competently put together than this, right? There's no uh, doubt in that. It's yeah. I'm well, like that. I think the first Jack Reacher looks great. I, you know, it's, it's basically it's almost like it looks like one of the more recent Mission Impossible movies because we talked about you know it was kind of Macquarie's audition to helm yeah. a Mission Impossible. Um, so yeah, he goes from writing and directing to completely palming it off on on someone else. 
and in, in, as far as screen credit, like screenwriting credits go, he does Edge of Tomorrow, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, The Mummy, Mission Impossible Fallout, and then Top Gun Maverick. So the only stuff, the only stuff he's written is for Tom Cruise, and the only Tom Cruise stuff he hasn't written is this an American made, I think. Hmm. So he can't have been that fucking busy, can he? Do you reckon he just... Surely not. Do you reckon he palmed it off to Edward Zwick thinking, well, Last Samurai was pretty good. I'm sure I'll do a good job with this. Well, you think that was Cruz's uh, decision, maybe? Yeah. Well, yeah. I Well, I assume that he wanted someone he'd already met. You know? Yeah. Maybe? Well, right? Spielberg Rather wasn't than... returning his calls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh god, imagine a Jack Reacher film made by Spielberg. He'd have he'd have no interest in doing no. like uh just a a straightforward down the line like thriller anymore, I don't y- think. You wouldn't get Spielberg doing a James Bond film. How how has Spielberg come up again? Cuz he's an incredibly he's competent near director. This film. There's, there's nothing. <laughs> he's the sort of guy you get in for a session film, you know, like like Jack Reacher <laughs> never go back. Right. When we've done Tom Cruise, should we just do Spielberg? Should we just fully lean into the idea that we're just gonna <laughs> we'll just, we'll just do Spielberg? That's and that's what we talk about because we might as well at this point. Um, and you say like, oh, you're never gonna get um, Steven Spielberg doing a Tom Cruise movie, uh, doing a James a Bond. James Bond movie. Yeah. He desperately wanted to do a James Bond movie for ages. And they wow. kept turning him down. Ridiculous. Uh, at one point, it's because they, they, like, the Broccolis thought that he wasn't experienced enough. Uh, or, and, and then it was, and then after. Was that in 1962? Yeah, no, it was, it was like when he'd done Duel, the first thing he was okay. it was like, it was like, right, get me fucking a James <laughs> Bond movie. Um, and then after Jaws, they were like, well, he's not the right kind of director. And then he tried again after that. Um and uh and they were like now now he's too big, like now it's too distracting. The only story will right. be this James Bond movie was directed by Steven Spielberg. And so what what Steven Spielberg did is went away and made his own James Bond movies. He made the Indiana Jones movies. They're James Bond movies. Sure. Um and uh Catch Me If You Can is like the sixties James Bond movie, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, hmm. Anyway, fair enough. That Steven Spielberg, good director. Yeah. <laughs> Do so yes, I don't know. I I don't know why he. I don't know why he chose Edward Zwick. It, no. uh, wrong decision. Bad decision, Tom. Do I want yeah. to know who the writers are? Oh, I bet it's bloody Edward Zwick. Edward Zwick's amongst them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him and so. Marshall Herkovich uh, and Richard Wenk or Wenk. I like Wenk. Wenk. Um. Yeah, I like that. I like Wenk for him. Richard Wenk. What's Richard Wenk done? I don't know. I didn't look any further because I have no interest in anyone who had a hand in this film. Okay, cool. Well, I'll, um, <laughs> I'll look it up then. I was too uh, bored whilst so- <laughs> watching the film to even IMDb beyond the main page. Oh, this makes sense, though. This makes sense. So he wrote uh, The Mechanic. Right. Do you know that film? Did. The Jason, Jason Statham, Statham yeah. thing? Yeah. yeah. He wrote the, the Expendables 2. Oh, the best one. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember if it one. is or not. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't seen any of them. Um, the Equalizer. Yeah, okay, sure. Yep. Um, he wrote the remake of the Magnificent Seven, which not that good. Haven't seen. Uh, then he wrote Jack Reacher Never Go Back, and then he wrote the Equalizer Two. 
So he is firmly in yeah. middle-of-the-road thriller sort of stuff, isn't he? Yeah. Um, what about Marshall Hershkovitz? I'm assuming uh, you've not looked him up no, either. No, I haven't bothered with that. He is mostly a producer, which is interesting. Um, writing. He wrote The Last Samurai. I'll wow. tell you that for free. I'll tell you that right at the top, okay? Headline. He wrote The Last Samurai, and that was the first movie he wrote. The second movie he wrote was Love and Other Drugs, and the third movie he wrote is Jack Reacher Never Go Back. The fourth movie that he wrote is The Great Wall, the oh, uh, Matt Damon. Oh, no. Yeah, 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 that thing. And he hasn't written a movie since, so there you go. People He's get not what allowed. Deserve, really, don't He's they? not allowed yeah. anymore. <laughs> it's based on a Lee Child book, Adam. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously, and he's back in, isn't he? A little cameo. Is he? Oh yeah, he does. They do the joke thing, don't they? Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, the yeah. TSA agent. Yeah, who doesn't care how he looks? Referring back to the thing that Lee Child doesn't care that Tom Cruise doesn't look anything like the physical description of Jack Reacher. It's like yeah. a little nod, isn't it, for the fans? Yeah. It's funny that as soon as this movie didn't do very well, he yeah. immediately cared. Whether or not Tom Cruise looked like the physical yeah. <laughs> description of Jack Reacher. That's an odd coincidental bit of timing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Weird. Mm. Weird. Do you know who's in the film? I oh, come on. Let's keep let's keep it buoyant. Okay. <laughs> Tom Cruise is in the film as Jack Reacher, not Major Jack X Major Reacher. Jack Reacher. Yes, he's in the film as Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and Tom, he's good in it. He's... he's good. He doubles down into the Jack Reacher character. And the problem with this movie, I don't think it's Tom Cruise. I think he's good in it. He's terrifying, just like Jack Reacher should be. The problems are with the story, the direction, the writing... The Broadly editing. everything else. Yeah, yeah, the editing, the blocking, all everything. The lighting. I, don't, I was not fussed about the lighting in this. The score costumes. is a bit rubbish. The costumes one... are shit. Do Kobe, you really? Kobe, Kobe, Kobe Smulder. <laughs> <laughs> she's in a bathrobe for like half the film because they're just like, I can't build a wardrobe. Oh, yeah, okay. Keep putting, she keeps having showers. <laughs> I've never heard you be more passionate on anything than the costumes in Jack Reacher Never Go Back. Um, yeah, no, I think Tom Cruise is good. And I think I think uh, you should re-watch this film with the idea no. that, oh, Tom Cruise is good in this. And you'll see all the, the little subtleties that he's putting into the performance. Decent. I don't, I'm not making the argument that Tom Cruise isn't good in this. I've, instant, I've instantly <laughs> just started making yeah. my argument at you. You've not disagreed with me. No. But I'm forcefully telling you, you need to rewatch this, okay? You need, you've misunderstood the, the Tom Cruise performance. <laughs> I agree. I think he's one of the few good bits in the film. It's just, it's not enough yeah. to carry the film because the film's really bad. That's the case with so many Tom Cruise movies, that he's yeah. the best bit of the film. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, look, not difficult to work out why he wanted to do this, right? Um, he, still want, he still wanted another franchise under his wants belt. another franchise. He wants another franchise. And when this doesn't work, he wants the universe, doesn't yeah. he? Which we'll talk about next week. I mean, um, he does kill a lot of cinematic franchises in very quick succession. <laughs> 
It's interesting, isn't it? That uh, the mummy is his fault. The the other ones not so much. Uh, Jerry's not his fault. And Mission Impossible's never been stronger. It was touch and yeah, go for yeah. a minute, for like about ten years ago. It was like touch and go. Um, th- this is the um, first time he's done a sequel outside of the Mission Impossible franchise, right? To like one of his own movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goes so well, doesn't which it? Which is which I think I think is interesting. Yeah. It yeah, it's yeah. and it's odd given that I know that you loved the first film, but it wasn't it didn't exactly set the world alight, either on box office or critics, you know. It it did get generally middling sort of mixed to average got good reviews. reviews. Got good got mixed reviews. to average reviews. It got good reviews. It got mixed trending positive, I reckon. Uh. But the the critics that liked it really, really liked it. And it made decent amount of money, but it did really well on streaming and home video because right. it's the it's a, it's a great like it's a great watch it on TV movie Jack Reacher yeah it's it's the standard yeah. uh, Liam Neeson Jason Statham sort of movie which is weird that so, it has Tom Cruise and then is a big all the money that's involved for that whereas you could pay a lot less money yeah. and have the same film essentially and it would probably and therefore it would return more of a profit and there'd probably be like 10 jack reaches if this movie was slightly better he'd still be making jack reacher movies i think yeah uh which is a shame this should be his thing like every couple of years he chucks out a jack reacher movie uh yeah and it's it's just disappointing disappointing that it's not continued but you're right though tom cruise is in this movie yeah kobe smolders is one of them in this movie kobe smolders in this movie yeah and i assume you have Loads to say about Kobe Smulders because she's in some of your favourite films of all time. Yeah, she plays Maria Hill in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Adam. Yep, she does. Yep. Haven't really seen her in anything else except for How I Met Your Mother, the seminal uh, TV series. Hey, I don't mind uh, How I Met Your Mother. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I've uh, watched all of it, so I can't say I hated it because uh, that would make no sense. She, she does a lot of indie movies, right? Uh, outside of the MCU, I would never class those as indie movies. You mean Captain America um, the Winter Soldier isn't an indie movie? No, not really. Oh. Uh, do you know what is an indie movie? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, she was in, like, Results. Uh, she was in The Intervention. Um, you know, smaller smaller movies. Smaller movies. Lots of TV. It's Kobe Smulders. I think yeah. she's one of the most recognisable actresses in the world when, like, compared to how often she's in things that you should recognise her from. Do you yes. know what I mean? Yeah, she's, yeah, it's not like... <laughs> usually when you describe someone like that, you'd go, oh, because they've been in these, like, four or five massive blockbuster franchises. No, and but then, she's been in at least, like... Like, everybody has seen at least one thing she's been in, I reckon. Yeah. Because, I mean, she's in, like... Like, what's the biggest... Uh, Avengers movie that she's in Endgame yeah I mean, that's pretty big she's in that's one scene of movie. Endgame she's 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 also in uh, the first Avengers right oh and she's in Age of Ultron she's in all of the Avengers yeah. movies and she's yeah, in so like everybody six. has seen her in something right I yeah. refuse to believe there isn't that. I refuse to believe that there are people out there who haven't seen an Avengers movie yeah or imagine, the third second you... Spider-Man film Hang on, let me just really quickly work that out. The third, which one is that? Hang on, 
<laughs> the third second Spider-Man film. Uh, so that's Far From Home. Is that the one with Jake Gyllenhaal yep. in? Sorry, yep. Jack Gyllenhaal. Jack Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, Kobe Smulders is actually, again, not the problem with this movie. Nope. She's absolutely, she's fine in it. And she, you know, is giving a lot of uh, good kind of... This sounds like I'm diminishing her role a little bit, but a bit, bit sort of like female Jack Reacher. Ah, I, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like how I described it. But that's kind of where they place her, isn't it? As like yeah. a counterpart to Jack Reacher, because they certainly make absolutely no effort to make it a romantic entanglement. Oh, which I, they make no effort, but they they broadcast they want it to be an <laughs> romantic entanglement and do nothing with it. Which is crazy. Um. Because uh, Tom Cruise is 100 years older than her, for a start. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, they acknowledge oh, that the... in the film. Yeah, they do. Um, but also, Kobe Smulders is playing older than she actually is in the film as well, I think. But anyway, sorry, quickly talking about how old Tom Cruise is. This is the first film, I think, that we've had. Because what, what was the film before this? Edge of Tomorrow? Yes. He's looking good, He's looking good in Edge of Tomorrow. This is the first film where I thought... Tom Cruise is starting to look. I didn't actually think, oh, Tom Cruise looks old. I was, th- I, I was like, oh, Tom Cruise looks weird. Is what, is what I thought. And yeah. do you know what? It, it, it's because it's the first notable signs that he's had some Botox. That's right. what it is. When people get Botox in their cheeks, they get a bit puffy. Yeah. Right? And he has the puffy cheek thing for this movie. And yeah. he tones it down in, in later movies. But yeah, Tom Cruise looking. Looking, looking weird in in this movie. Well, weird looking guy. Yeah, he just <laughs> weird looking guy. Um, <laughs> still more attractive than us. Uh, <laughs> but he, yeah, he, he does. He does in this film look like he's not. He looks. I mean, I'm going to skip right to. Uh, he looks deeply unwell. He looks deeply unwell. Yeah, oh that's what I'm trying to say. So, <laughs> right, this feels like an unwarranted Nicolas Cage action sequel. With a cheaper, yeah. produ- cheaper production, iffy, choppy editing, a worse plot, and an action star who looks a little bit tired and long in the tooth. Yes, he looks tired in this movie. But also, Jack Reacher should be tired. But I'm looking at pictures of his face right now, Tom. That's yeah. not Tom Cruise's face. That's Tom Cruise's face and a little bit extra, where they've yeah. been injecting little things into Tom Cruise's face. Um yeah, just interesting. I think I just think that was notable because I I didn't I don't notice it in Fallout. Didn't know I did I didn't notice no. it in Maverick. You go like oh, he looks older, but then that's part of the tone of the movie, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's weird that they do try and set up a bit of a romantic thing and then do nothing with it. But also, it's because and I think this is a this is a problem for Tom Cruise sometimes maybe. Absolutely no chemistry with Kobe Smulders at all. And so many times on this podcast, we've sat here and gone, Tom Cruise has very little chemistry with the uh, the women that he's cast opposite, right? Yeah. Except for usually when he, like, marries them. No, there's no chemistry with Nicole Kidman. Well, later far on. Far away. Not in yeah. far away, no. <laughs> there's some chemistry in, in, uh, in, what's the other one? The second one. Eyes Wide Shut. Eyes Wide Shut's the third. Oh, far, no, Far, far, away, far, far, far away. 
Yeah, that no, that's got no, some chemistry no, in it. No. That's got some yeah, chemistry no, in it. More than no. Days of Thunder. More more than Days <laughs> of Thunder. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think of who he's actually got good on-screen chemistry with. Um, Cameron Diaz. No, not really. Penelope Rebecca Ferguson. Cruz. Yes. Thank you. There but I go. think that Rebecca Ferguson is doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Do you think, do you think she has chemistry with everyone? <laughs> I think Rebecca Please. Ferguson is made made mostly of chemistry. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kobe yeah. Smulders, yeah, putting in, d- doing the Lord's work in this movie. Yeah. And, you know, if I think this film could have used the lack of romance to its, it, as a strength, because like we had that mm. in um, A Few Good Men. We had the little little like he, like a hint yes. a little tease of the potential romance but actually they just use it to develop the characters they don't use that as a crux for the rest of the and film and you know what good chemistry with Demi Moore yeah. as well yeah he can do it he yeah. chooses not to this film is so similar <laughs> in so many ways to that and every it aspect actually, of it falls it? short yeah no you're right it is quite similar well it's because a few good men didn't feel the need for like you can almost set your watch by it in this movie. You can you can see the filmmakers going, "Oh, it's been fifteen minutes. We better have him punch someone," you yeah. know, which which kind of didn't happen in the first one. They were, you know, which I think arguably was your issue with the first one is that there were so many scenes of people just talking, <laughs> just, yeah. just sitting in rooms and talking to each other. But you're nostalgic for it now, aren't you, Tom? Because you didn't to know. This, yeah, you didn't know that he went back when he shouldn't. Uh. I mean, you have to really make sure that you're un- slightly, like you said, like Jack Reacher did not set the world on light, uh, so a light. So this movie, slightly unwarranted sequel. Uh, you've got to really make sure that your unwarranted sequel is very, very good before you title it "Never Go Back." Yeah, that's like a, that's a really brave move. Yeah, yeah. So do you want to know some of the other people in it? Because I, I don't recognise most of them. Yeah, go but, on. Uh, Aldous so, Hodge, you recognise. Yeah, I recognise sure. him, but I don't really know from where. And he, he, well, so Black he plays. Minute. Of course, he plays Hawkman. Hawkman T- taking over the role from Jeremy Renner. Yeah, well, now he's had a snowmobile accident. Oh, yeah, bless him. He's he, yeah. is he okay now? Is he all well, right? He's, he's still in ICU, but yeah. I did. I did think of you. Yeah, I was very sad. Because he's one of your favourite actors. Yeah. Like, I have seen pretty much everything he's ever been in for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I know you have. It's really weird. It's just odd. Really weird. Yeah. Uh, he was in A Good Day to Die Hard. I'll well, just watch. I, I wiped that from my memory, Adam, as all yeah, reasonable people movie, should. Yeah. I'm on vacation. Um, Adam, how do you feel about the DCEU being essentially scrapped and started over again? Why, why would I give a fuck? <laughs> What do you mean? That was the what response mean, I wanted. I fe- what, do you- <laughs> what do you mean, how do I feel about it? You, I don't feel anything about it. Are you it. upset there won't be a Black Adam 2? No, I'm upset that there was a first Black Adam <laughs> and that I had to see it. Uh, are you upset that Ezra Miller is the last person standing from the existing universe? <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. The easiest person to get rid of. Easiest one. The one you should. The one yeah. you should get rid of. Um, yeah, although that lawsuit is interesting, right? Uh, because Henry Cavill, uh, Gal Gadot, and uh, Batman, they're going to sue. Ben Affleck, Affleck. Actual Batman. 
Batman doesn't need to sue. He's got loads of money. They're gonna they're suing uh, Warner Brothers, aren't they? Because they Are were they? contracted to make more movies. You know, it was in it was in, it was in his contract that Ben Affleck was. Uh, going to direct a Batman movie. Um, they turned down other roles so that they could be part of the DCEU. And now uh, Warner Brothers has gone, right, yeah, get rid, don't need you. So they're going to yeah. sue for loss of earnings and stuff. Yeah, well, Fair enough. But maybe they should have made better films. The rich get richer, huh? Yeah. 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 Mm. Aldous uh, Hodge, yeah. uh, not Please. in this movie loads. No, he's quite high build on IMDb and yet turns up for like three scenes. Yeah, crops up in the first five minutes, then you don't see him again till what I assumed was going to be the end, but it wasn't. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 We've got uh, yeah, Danica. Good. It's fine. It's good. Yeah, sure. Got Danica Yerosh <laughs> as Samantha. In it. Yeah. She's annoying. Uh, she. <laughs> horrible thing to say no i don't care what a horrible thing to say um no, nothing this is her first movie okay um okay. and nothing to do with her performance in it okay when i say that she is the problem with this movie uh she's fine in it the existence of her character and the way it's handled i think is the main problem of this movie um I find it very unlikely that we're going to go beat by beat on the plot on this thing because, to be frank with you, I don't understand it. Okay? There's some kind of shady dealing. Uh, Well, okay. We're done done with the cast, aren't we? Right? Oh, whoa, 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 Adam. Oh, for God's sake. We've got Holt McCallany. McCallany? Not sure. As Colonel Morgan. He's the guy from, uh, from Mindhunter that TV series that should be brought back. I haven't watched it. It's really good. I watched half of the first episode and turned it off. You're an idiot. Because, well, no, I was really enjoying it, but I thought, I'm not in the mood, and I'm going to save this for when I am in the mood. And now my overriding memory of it is, oh, I wasn't in the mood for that, and now I'm never in the mood for it. Well, How many really seasons good, are two, and then season? it got Two, and then David Fincher was like, I'm too busy to do any more. And you're like, for fuck's sake, David Fincher, get back and finish the series. He didn't even direct everything, did he? Was he the showrunner? Is that what it was? Yeah. It's very much a David Fincher piece, though. It feels very Zodiac and the like. Patrick Hughesinger. Who's that? He's in the movie as well. He plays the hunter. Oh, right. I've got him down as Big Baddie. Yeah. Yeah, he is. The main goon. Disappointing, isn't it? This main goon, yes. Primary goon. Um. Okay, that's the cast. We'll get on sure. to the character of Samantha as we go. Uh, it opens. I really enjoyed the opening. The opening five minutes are excellent because yeah. it's absolute prime Jack Reacher territory, where a cop turns up uh, to like the parking lot of a diner. Um, God, I, did you hear how American that sentence was? Yeah, a cop turns up to the parking lot of a diner. I'm so sorry. A police officer arrives at the car park of the local restaurant. Um, and <laughs> it washes he... <laughs> over me, Adam. I'm basically American now. Of course you are. Of course you are. Um, <sighs> and there are people like lying, I don't know, dead or incapacitated. And they're like, what happened here? And they were like, 
Is he like someone hit? Did, did they get hit by a car? And someone goes, "No, one person beat them up." And they're like, "Who?" And he's like, "Well, he's still he's sat in the diner having a coffee, and it's only bloody Jack Reacher." Uh, and they what do they do? They arrest him and tell him that he's going to go to prison for like twenty years. And Jack Reacher's not saying anything, but but when he does say something, he says, "Here's what's going to happen in the next ninety seconds. That phone is going to ring." And then you're going to be walking out of here in handcuffs, and they're like, "What the fuck is this guy?" And then the phone starts ringing, doesn't oh it? Because yeah. uh, we do learn, had, we do uh, learn through this film that uh, Jack Reacher is ha- has now developed a psychic ability. Yeah, I don't know how he knows. I don't know how yeah. he knows that the phone call is coming. Absolutely demented. But it's a huge power move. It's right up there with the first movie. When I'm going to repeat it verbatim because I love it so much. When he's surrounded by six people who want to beat him up, and he goes, "Remember, you wanted this." <laughs> it's it's insanely solid. It's, yeah. it's the kind of thing Brendan Smith would say. Um, <laughs> Classic call out. Uh, yeah. We got we got some great lines in here, and by great I mean uh, terrible. Uh, we got okay. who the hell are you, the guy yeah. you didn't count on. Yeah, it's, right. It's not good. That's good. It's no, good. It's, it's fucking it awful. Good. Well, remember, Jack Reacher is a bit of like a weird asshole. Do you remember when when sure. someone introduces the, in the first one? Someone says, "I'm Sandy," and he says, "So was I at the beach last week." And you're like, <laughs> oh, "Jack, yeah. Jack, that's not that's not the zinger that you think it is." <laughs> Oh. It's a demented thing to say. At least, at least um, this film does like uh, it, it. Finally, allows us to fall on one side of the fence of whether or not Jack Reacher is a misogynistic prick. Following that that conversation with Sandy, because in this film it? he just fully goes, "You be better at babysitting because you're a woman." Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, they you, and you think the uh, yeah, mm. you think that maybe there'll be some sort of you know reason for why he's saying that. No. No, there isn't. No, no, absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. Um, that whole first sequence is the end of the book before this one, I think. Right. The, 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 book, the book before Never Go Back was about the thing that we see the end of, was him okay. in a small town uh, 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 uncovering a human trafficking ring. So they weren't thing. banking on doing 15 of these movies then? They already no, they at this point went. That one. We don't yeah. need that book. Don't worry about we it. We could dip in. We could dip into that one. Um, well, I mean, look. The the problem with this sequel. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah. We'll get into it. Um, and then there's like a montage of him traveling around, and he seems to have some kind of phone based relationship with Kobe Smulders' uh, military character, right? Yeah. Um, and he makes it to Washington D.C. to meet her, but she's not there. She's been arrested. Poor uh, timing, really, for a man who yeah. uh, literally doesn't have anything on. But that is <laughs> could have just gone straight there. But that is uh, that—that's the Jack Reacher thing, right? He's a—he's a travel. He's the Incredible Hulk, basically. These books are like Jack yeah. Reacher arrives in a place where something is happening. He beats up a bunch of people and then he leaves. Yeah. Um, and Kobe Smulders gets a making... great line. Kobe Smulders gets a great line, by the way. Um, she says on the phone, you're a legend around here. Mm. 
because we need to you know we need to know <laughs> this is what i hate about this movie <laughs> like the f- the first movie i think i described jack reacher the character as like a force of nature that happens to people right mm. and you don't really know anything about him and you're kind of watching rosamund pike's character investigate a lot of stuff and occasionally jack reacher smacks someone's head against a wall or something and you're like fuck it out um and the problem with this one is they're so desperate to make you try and understand the Jack Reacher character or to try and flesh out his backstory, this whole thing about him being a major. And, you know, uh, uh, and, and then, of course, they introduce the idea that he might have a daughter. And you're like, that's not really what I want from this kind of movie. The, the the idea for the third Jack Reacher, which they were kind of already tentatively prepping, was a book in the series that is more of an ensemble. Like Jack right. Reacher has slightly less of a role, and there's more, it's more of an ensemble piece, which again is not really what you want from a Jack Reacher book. You kind of want Jack Reacher to be at least a focus of it. And so they were building to that, I think, in this movie by expanding the people in Jack Reacher's life. You have to imagine that in the next movie, the daughter character would come back and maybe Kobe Smulders would still be around. And that's, again, not what you want from a Jack Reacher movie. You don't want them to be building out his backstory and fleshing out his character over the course of three movies. You want ten movies that are all, he arrives in a place, he beats the fuck out of people, and then he leaves. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's all they need to this, be. This is kind of like the Boba Fett experience of just like mm. Boba Fett was a cool character when you knew nothing about him. He was just yeah. a, a uh, he was just a bounty hunter that came in, did some unpleasant things, and then fucked off. Yeah, and that's what exactly. made him mysterious. As soon as you start going, oh, let's go into his backstory. Why did he become a bounty hunter? Who cares? Now he cares about this random tribe out in the desert. Like, no, 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 no. Who just cares? leave it. Yeah. Who cares? Um, what is the plot of this movie? Um, she, she's been arrested for what for murder? Murder? No, she's oh. knowing about murder, espionage. Yeah, she's she's espionage. stolen some files or something. Yes, because yeah. two of her two of her subordinates were murdered, um, and they need to figure out why. And she's being charged with espionage, and Jack Reacher helps her to break out uh, of the uh, of the prison that she's being held in. And I wish they, you know, you talk about costumes. I wish they'd had that whole action sequence with without Tom Cruise wearing a beret. <laughs> to be honest with you, yeah. it didn't look cool. Jack Reacher typically leather jackets, uh, cool boots, and a really cool car. I don't really know why he's wearing a beret in this. Uh, no. it's a bit I don't. Actually. I don't really know why Jack Reacher is breaking into a prison. I mean, to be fair, not breaking into a prison. He's, no, he's put in the prison. He's put. He's in put in and the he breaks prison. out. Yeah. But I don't understand why these things keep happening for a man who's literally just had a few phone conversations with a woman that he doesn't. He, I guess he knows what she looks like, but otherwise is literally just a name and a voice. Well, wh- why why does he get involved in the first one? Can you remember? Well, well, he wants to get the guy locked up forever. Justice. It's about justice. Okay. Yeah. 
in the first one, he knows that that guy did it. He wants him locked up. Doesn't need to be there. Doesn't need to be there at all. In the second one, he knows that she didn't do it and he wants justice. That's all it is. And, that, and that's all you need. You don't need all this daughter stuff, okay? Not not very interesting. And then the whole movie is a series of people either following Jack Reacher or Jack Reacher following other people. And then, like I said, you can set your watch by it. Every 15 to 20 minutes, there's a bit of an action sequence. Really irritatingly shot because it, it's like the Bourne thing, isn't it? It's all It's all dark. It's all quick cuts. Edward Zwick and whoever edited this movie don't have the same kind of visual style or panache that Christopher McQuarrie has, where all of his head editing like accentuates the cuts, and we'll see it in Fallout with the amazing like the bathroom fight scene. The way that that is choreographed and shot is amazing, and all of these are just blurry elbows going everywhere, sort of born style fight scenes. Not interesting. Not what made the first Jack Reacher interesting. Um, and then the rest of the time is just sort of like, I mean, what does he uncover? He uncovers a opium smuggling ring inside one of the higher offices of the military. Yeah? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, and it, ta- it takes him to the point where Reacher and Turner are literally Who? like... Qu- so, Kobe Smulders. Sure, thank you. Yeah. Um, she... So what is her name? Turner? Yeah. Reacher and Turner. It's not really that... Not compelling. He goes up, she goes round. That's what I've heard. Yeah. That's what I've heard, Tom. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, the two of them are interrogating, like, uh, a homeless veteran. Mm. Which is a, ni- a nice thing to do. Um, they're interrogating yeah. a homeless veteran. And, yeah, he eventually reveals that, yeah, like, all this weaponry is supposed to go back. And then it, he scrubbed it off the books, whatever, so they could sell it on the black market. Yeah, but you only learned that like three quarters of the way through the film, and up until that point, yes. I had no real idea of what the investigation was about. Right. Well, Ed- Edward Zwick, which may which may be not... my fault. I may have tuned out. No, no, it's not. But... It's not. It's not. It's, it's Edward Zwick. It's 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 Zwick's fault because in the first one, and it and in loads of the Christopher McQuarrie movies, what is Christopher McQuarrie interested in? The investigation. Who knows what? Where is the bag? Is it under the table? Uh, you know, wh- like, what about the thumbprint on the coin? Uh, you know, where did he shoot those people from? Why did he shoot one specific person and then you, like, shoot five other people to cover it up? All of that stuff. He's invest- He's interested in the investigation. And he's also interested in the kineticism of fight scenes. You see it in the set pieces of Rogue Nation. Uh, you see it in the fight scenes of Jack Reacher. Edward Zwick is not interested in the the action at all. It's perfunctory at best. He's not interested in the investigation because he cannot impart the necessary amount of information you need to be able to actually work out what's going on. The, yeah. What he's interested in is the relationship between um, Reacher and Turner and their dual relationship with Samantha, the supposed daughter character. That's what he's interested in. He's interested in the emotional core of this ramshackle family unit. Nobody else is interested in that. Yeah. The only person interested in that is Edward Zwick. I am here to watch Tom Cruise punch people in the face. I don't care about any of the stuff that the director of this movie cares about, I don't think. And so it's just... It's just... Uh, it, it doesn't... The, the movie does not give the audience what it wants. Right? 
Yeah. Yeah. Annoying. 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 And I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> you wrap up. <laughs> I've, I've nothing. I've got nothing, Adam. Uh... Adam, what was the budget? Do you want to know what the budget is? Do you want to know? Do you know what this? Do you know what this movie is missing? It's what? missing a a Zek as well. Yeah, like is. the the first one had a good amount of like crazy weirdness to it, right? Like the Zek we were talking about is like a Batman villain doesn't really fit in with the tone of the movie. If you take out all of the stuff that doesn't fit in with the tone of the movie, then you're left with what this is, which is a super middle of the road action thriller. All of the stuff that elevates Jack Reacher a little bit, the first one, is all the weirdness that they put into it. The Zek, yeah. Robert Duval's character, you know, all of that stuff. Um, the budget... You know you, you, before we go into the budget, actually, and do you know what yeah, wound okay, me yeah. up about this? The fact that the film is so template and predictable Yeah. that the second they're on the plane and the daughter, girl, whatever, says to Kobe Smulders, oh, I bet you know loads of really cool moves for stopping guys can you teach me some? And she's all like, yeah, all right. And so you know that about another mm. third of the way through the movie or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to get a shot. And then he, w- Cruz walks into a room and literally they're just like, this is how to disarm a man who's got a gun to you. And then yep. you know, therefore, that the ending is going to, is it like the entire film like broadcasts itself in advance of the, what's going to happen. The whole finale uh, in New Orleans uh with the um with the parade and everything yeah. rubbish yeah. a really Such a like, wasted location yeah it really is they could have done some really interesting imagine what christopher Macquarie could have done with that in a uh in a fucking jack reacher movie that could have been really cool and they just it's it's the same as any other like bog standard action movie it, it uh, could have been boring. literally anywhere yeah. they could have had it any like literally they could that could have been filmed anywhere on earth and it yeah. would have made very little difference. If you just put a parade down a street and fill it full of people and go, we're in New Orleans now, you'd be like, yeah, sure, okay. Have one yeah. other shot of a man with a trumpet on the street and you'll be like, yeah, that's an establishing shot, isn't it? A man sitting yeah. on a bench with a trumpet. Lovely. Or a trombone or whatever. It's just... Yeah. Trombone. 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 <laughs> one of the one of the reviewers called it a notable drop off from the first Reacher feature, and I like the term Reacher oh, feature. That's quite good. Um, called it by the numbers plotting, seen it all before action moves, banal locations, and a largely anonymous cast give this a low rent feel. Doesn't feel like a Tom Cruise movie, actually, does it? No, it feels like and, a straight yeah. to streaming, you know, yeah. churn it out sort of job. Yeah. Well, yeah. Adam, it, it costs sixty million. It made one hundred and sixty-two million. I've got sixty-five written here. Well, that's close enough, isn't it? Yeah, it's close enough. I don't know how this movie costs sixty-five million dollars to make. No. <sighs> Rotten Tomatoes thirty-seven percent. Metacritic forty-seven percent. I think Metacritic's being a bit generous. People didn't there. like it then. People. <laughs> People did. Metacritic can't be generous. A, I feel like the aggregate. <laughs> I know the aggregation of humanity was a bit generous. Oh, yeah, there. Right. Humanity was being a bit generous to Jack yeah. Reacher. Never go back. Uh, what was the budget of the first one? Can you remember off the top no. of your head? I, I, no, it's not the sort of information I keep in my brain. 
Uh, Wikipedia has not taken me to the uh, to the to the film. Of course, it's just taken me to the character. Uh, Sixty. That's bad. How is it the <laughs> same that's, budget? That's all just people sitting around talking. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, but it made nearly a hundred. No, oh, it made like sixty million dollars more at the box office than the second one did. Yeah. So if if the first Jack Reacher was like teetering on, does this deserve a sequel or not? Then this never go it. back. Really put the nail in that in yeah. that coffin. I think. Um, which is weird. Obviously, obviously, we're past the point. Well, either either two things have happened. Either Tom Cruise said, "I I don't want to do this again. I don't want to do a third one," or we are now past the point where simply having Tom Cruise in your movie means that it it will get made. Yeah, I suspect it's the second one. Probably. Yeah, I I think he's essentially lost. And I don't think this is the case necessarily now, but we'll, I guess we'll see given like, well, I think he's essentially lost his star power as such. Right. How fucking dare you? That's the thing. No, no, you've annoyed me. The super, the super <laughs> high grossing films that come after this yeah. are existing franchises. Yes. And I okay. think, and as we know, generally in Hollywood, the star system, not so much a thing anymore. It's much more about franchises and IP. Yes, that's true. Uh, yeah, movie stars don't exist anymore. Nobody's going to see Chris Evans. They're going to see Captain America. That kind yeah. of argument. Yeah, People reasonable. didn't go and see The Rock, even though he's one of the biggest stars right now, because they right, didn't care yeah. about the IP. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It's a depressing state of affairs. I mean, like, uh, we, we talked on this podcast at some point about them making a Blade Runner TV series, right? Yeah. And I was thinking about this, and that really shows the entertainment industry absolute desperation to just hold on to solely IP, because there has never been a successful Blade Runner uh, project, ever. Every single Blade Runner movie has lost money. Yeah. But because, because the only way that they can make any money from it is to continually now just churn Blade Runner branded stuff out. Um, the next four movies we've got coming up, right? The Mummy is very bad um, yeah. and bombs. American Made is like decent, right? Yeah, I remember it being good. I remember it being decent, yeah. Um, and then we've got Mission Impossible Fallout, which is genuinely one of the best movies ever made uh and is the highest grossing in the mission impossible um franchise and then top gun maverick which is i'm not going to go one of the best movies ever made i think it's very very good but it is also one of the most profitable movies ever made right isn't it the highest one of the highest grossing movies of this year if you don't count um avatar and i and i mean last year i mean 2022 yeah i mean certainly it's like it's his highest grossing film isn't it Oh, it's I. Cruise. It might be his first one that has crossed that sweet bill, because yeah. um, I think it's I think the one, the one dollar bill, just one dollar bill. Yes, just one dollar. He sold a ticket wow. finally. Top Gun Maverick made one point five billion dollars. Uh, that's crazy. What are the highest grossing movies of twenty twenty two, Tom? That must be up there. It's got oh, it's 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 top. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, because yeah. yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home came out end of 2021, didn't it? So 
That's it's the only one I can crazy that Avatar The Way of Water is second yeah. highest grossing movie of 2022 because it was only out two for weeks. like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> there were only three films that crossed uh, a billion. Top Gun Maverick, Avatar The Way of Water. Can you name the other one? Was it Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness? Or did that just miss no, out? No, it got close. It got 950. Um... You'd be forgiven that this, like, for forgetting that this movie was released. To be honest with you, yeah, I don't know what is it. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Sort on a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, you're absolutely right about IP, though. Uh, if you look at the highest-grossing movies of 2022, it's Sonic the Hedgehog two. Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, Thor, Love and Thunder, The Batman, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Minions, The Rise of Gru, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Jurassic World Dominion, Avatar, The Way of Water, and Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. T- Top Gun Maverick is the closest thing to an original movie in that. Yeah. Was because it, you're saying that Black Adam didn't, you know, didn't crack the top 10, Adam? Uh, it's number 14. Jesus wept. It didn't did do too badly. <laughs> but, well, still show you how mad that is. Like, I love the fact that like, in its opening weekend, the new Avatar movie beat the entire run. The entire global yeah, I mean, run. So Black Adam, 392 million for the yeah. uh, end of year. Um, which, which was is, also yeah, about well, the Black Panther's opening week, wasn't it? Black Panther 2. Uh, something like that, yeah, probably. Um Anyway, what was my point? Yeah, look, those are the next four movies that we've got. But if you look at the 2010s, in terms of his star power, we've got the 2010s are Night and Day, (laughs) Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, Rock of Ages, Jack Reacher, Oblivion, Mm. Edge of Tomorrow, Rogue Mm. Nation, Never go back, and then the four that I just mentioned. That that's yeah. a that's actually a rough decade for Tom, isn't it? I yeah. think it's not. Yeah, it's not his strongest. It's not. It's it. It's not even really the noughties, which has got, you know, yes, it's got Goldmember and Valkyrie in it, but it's also got Mission Impossible Three, War of the Worlds, Collateral, Minority Report. You know. Yeah. And it's certainly not the nineties, Tom. It's certainly not the nineties. Good lord, that nineties run of Tom Cruise is crazy. Um, yeah, I, I, well, I do think that essentially know. from about the end of the noughties, Tom Cruise's star power just drops off, and it is just Mission Impossible. So, basically. so where is it in twenty sixteen then? Uh, Jack Reach will never go back. Is he just kind of chugging along at this point? Because it feels like his star power is somewhat back in 2022 2023 you know yeah but i but but i think that is partly because people love though the role that he plays in two particular franchises yeah mission impossible and now top gun maverick that those are two massive temples did you see the 10 minute uh I I watched some pivotal moments of thing. Because that's the other thing. That's the Tom Cruise brand, isn't it? Yes. The people I saw at Christmas didn't realise that Tom Cruise still does all his own stunts. How do you not know that? That's I know. For most people, that's the only thing they know about him. So (laughs) for most people, it's like I didn't know he was still doing movies. I thought he was only doing stunts. 
<laughs> well, they must have known that they were still doing stunts, but they didn't know the level of stunts he was doing, for example. I think right. It was yeah, still I like mean, the, yeah, oh yeah, he crazy. climbed the rock in Mission Impossible 2. Everyone on the yeah, planet knows yeah, yeah. that. When I point out that like, I think this became because this started because um, I pointed so out you that were right. you were a Christmas I fucking loved it. Yeah. <laughs> in laws, just talking yeah. about Tom Cruise. Absolutely, Adam. We've been talking I've about Tom Cruise you. for about a hundred hours. I've ruined you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was yeah. mentioning the fact that in that you know the, all the plane sequences, they're just they're in the back. You know, the only bit of CGI is them being put from the back seat into the front seat of the planes. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. And then they were like, "Well, that's insane." And I went, "Yeah, well, I mean, this is a man who." For the sixth Mission Impossible movie, he learned how to fly a helicopter so he could do the actual chase <laughs> sequence. And from there, just listed all the things in Fallout, like the halo oh, jump. What a Christmas. motorcycle ride. And, and they were just what like, this is insane. The and then that's when they dropped the video. Oh, yeah. that. And I was like, just look at that. And they just, they just watched Tom Cruise launch himself off a cliff. Incredible. The, just, the, the, yeah. the casual nature in which they reveal that he was doing 30 skydives a day is incredible absolutely incredible um yeah all right so jack reacher never go back uh i'm giving it the big old 1.5 out of 5 um you know it's not very good not very compelling a bit of a shame not what i want from a jack reacher movie and there could be 10 jack reacher movies um cruiseness though six out of ten because he's a big part of the movie uh yeah, there you go. I, I don't know. I've got no justification for it. Do I recommend it? No. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm also going to give it one and a half stars. Mm. Uh, it was a low two. I'm dropping it to a a higher one point five, but that's not much of an accolade. Oh, mine is a strong one point five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not putting it on the same level as to bring it up again. Black Adam. Right. Is that did you give that a one point five? I gave you? that a one point five, but half of the, one half of those one point five stars was Pierce Brosnan. Yes, okay. So Fine. Whatever. If Pierce Brosnan was in this film, it would be better. Um No. It might not no, actually I... necessarily be better, Adam, but also it would be better because Pierce no, Brosnan I, would be I... in the movie. I no, no 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 because Tom Cruise is in this movie and Tom Cruise is good in this movie and they still couldn't make a good movie. You yeah, know? But imagine it's if Tom just... Cruise was up against Pierce Brosnan. I'm not I'm not I'm not convinced. I mean that would be good if he was playing like a Zect type yeah. character. Yeah, I mean that would be good. It would be good, Tom, it would be good. <laughs> yeah. Uh but but it would <laughs> I mean it's a compelling argument. If yeah, I went okay. to you and went, yeah. Hey Adam, Tom Cruise and Pierce Brosnan are gonna be facing off in a movie. You'd be I like, mean, Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's better than Tom right. Cruise is going to team up with Kobe Smulders and they're going to just investigate some military law that goes nowhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a, sorry, state of affairs. This film. Yeah. Sorry, anyway, Cruiseness five out of ten. Lovely. Fine. Just down Would the you middle. It? No. All right. Cool. We done. Yeah. Well, Great. not quite yet. Adam. Well, before we wrap up, it's obviously time for our long running game. Only one of us is allowed to look at the IMDb trivia page for each movie, and this week it's me. I'm going to present Tom. With three pieces of trivia, only one of them is one that I've made up. He'll have to discern which one that is in To Cruise and a Lie. Right. This is so far down my notes app now because it's been 
so long since we spoke. Um, well, it's not. It's not that. It's not that far. Fuck me. Is it that far? <laughs> Why have I written that? I've written. I've got in my notes drafts. Um, <laughs> Jack Nicholson should give up his 1998 Oscar because this movie is as good as it gets. <laughs> Why have I got that written down? What was I thinking I would use that for? Anyway, I currently owe you $671 million Eighty-eight thousand six hundred and forty pounds. Now you promised me in the last episode we could double or nothing. Okay. Sure. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. I've kept them short and concise because I think you can tell which ones are fake because I tend to over-explain what's going on. Right. Okay. So here we go. You ready? Okay. Yep. Number one. This is the fourth feature film where Tom Cruise has played a character whose first name is Jack. Mm. Mm-hmm. Number two. <laughs> the movie was made and released four years after the first Jack Reacher. Oh, Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, number three. Tom Cruise was consistently late to set, as his call sheet had never go back written on the top of it. Which one do you think I've made up? Mm. Well, so this one came out in 2016, did it not? And the first one came out yeah. in 2012. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to rip the I'm going to rip the band-aid right off that one. That is a yeah. real piece of trivia that I saw <laughs> on on the IMDb trivia <laughs> page that just said the movie was made and released four years after the first Jack Reacher. And uh, and there's a note below it that said 31 people out of 102 found this interesting. <laughs> who are those 31 people who read the movie was made and released four years after the first Jack Reacher and went, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. Right. I love IMD trivia that it's just states states basic available (laughs) facts. I know. I know. It's so stupid. So stupid. Uh, Okay. So films with Tom Cruise playing a character, first name, Jack. We've got the two Mm. Jack Reacher films, because this is the second one. So that's two. Yeah, that's two. We've got Legend. That's that's Jack. Good memory. Yeah, and then we've got, what, Far and Away? Does he play Jack in Far and Away? I'm not helping you. It's a lot of money on the line. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I can't think of a fifth one, but maybe, maybe that is, maybe, maybe there is a fifth one, Adam. Maybe that's the trick. Maybe there's actually six, and I can't think of the other ones. Maybe, mm. maybe that's the rub. Yeah, maybe he played a Jack in Endless Love. Um, did he have a name? Did his character have a name? I can't remember. Arsonist. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, director of that film's well would be in trouble if he uh, wasn't dead. 
of recent news. Lawsuits oh, all yes. over the shop, aren't they, for 1968 nude scenes of minors? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, wow. Crazy. Crazy times. Yeah. It's it's number three, Adam. Okay, yeah, good. Yep. Well done. <laughs> The fourth, the fourth, the fourth movie where he plays something called Jack is Oblivion, which oh. I mean, again, you'd be forgiven for forgetting, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but that's incredible, incredible memory that you remembered, Legend. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, there you go. So I owe you. Let me times that by two. One billion three hundred and forty-two million one hundred and seventy-seven thousand two hundred and eighty pounds. That's quite a bit. That's a it? lot. It's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. You've got four more well, films to win it back, haven't you? Double or nothing. Double or nothing. That's what you. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. I'm gonna win. I am gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it. Uh, well, that is how and why we play two crews and a lie. Oh, it's good to be back, Tom. It's yeah. good to be back. Shame it was uh, for this sh- film. Yeah, it's a shame we had started the new year with Jerry to never go back. What can you do? Uh, listeners, thank you so much for joining us. Come and let us know what you think of Jack Reacher Never Go Back. Should he have gone back? Let us know on Twitter and Instagram at cruiseviewspod. Uh, email us, cruiseviewspodcast at gmail.com. Find us both on Letterboxd. Um, do you know what you could start doing? Well, we've got four films, Tom, so we've got six episodes. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Because we're going to do a Tommy's and then we're going to do a wrap-up. Um, yeah. Tell you what you could start doing. Just let us know if you want us to keep doing this, I guess. <laughs> any any indication make... of interest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, just so it's not just the two of us talking about Tom Cruise. Is anyone anyone listening to this, you reckon? They shouldn't Maybe. be. No, who's who's listening be. in to the Jack Reacher Never Go Back <laughs> episode of Cruise Views? <laughs> And if you are, what happened to you in your life that's led to this? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. What a sorry state of affairs. Um, uh, and, and you know, if you do want us to continue, uh, let us know what we should do, because I genuinely don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> genuinely don't have a clue. I tweeted the idea about an X-Files podcast, Tom. How would you feel about that? I think it's too long. Idea. It's not I, too I'd, long. I'd love it if I had no job and all we, all we had to do was just watch an episode of the X-Files each week and talk about it. That is it, though. And they're only 45 minutes long. That's all we'd have yeah, to do. Yeah, Adam, there's 250 episodes. Uh, there's, uh, slightly less than 250. It's like 230 oh. and two movies, right? But yeah. that's that's four years of content, Tom. We could do it. Yeah. We could do it. Be well, easy. I reckon we'd, stre- no, we'd stretch it out to five years, Adam, because we'd have to do a wrap-up at the end of each season. We'd have to do a wrap-up for each season. Yeah, absolutely. And two absolutely. movies. Yeah, it's and no. two movies, it's- yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's a good idea. We'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk. Uh, And while we talk and you guys think about what you might like to hear us do, your mission, should you choose to accept it... Wait, what's the next movie? The The Mummy. Mummy. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to watch The Mummy before next week's episode. This podcast will self-destruct in five seconds. (laughs) 